At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. It is your Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. If you don't know who that is, you're not really a metalhead. That, of course, was Sepultura. That is brand new stuff from the Quadra release. That one was called Raging Void. And on the line right now is the guy that's going to fill that Raging Void with everything you need to know about the new Sepultura record. That, of course, is the vocalist of the band, Mr. Derek Green. Derek, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Excellent, Derek. Well, Derek... I, I, I say this to you every time I talk to you because it becomes easy to, but fantastic record, man. It, it, it is such a great, in-your-face, pounding record, but it's one that, that definitely explores some different directions once again for you guys. Uh, I think with this album, Quadra, it's, you know, it's really exciting. Um, we wanted the listener to have a, a variety of things to listen to and take the, the listener on a journey, really, so... Um, there are a lot of elements from the history of Sepultura that are mixed with uh, new sounds. So um, we're really proud of it. You know, it's something that um, was very challenging to work on, and uh, we're very proud of it. Sure. Now, now, Derek, I, I have been preaching the choir since you joined <laughs> the band. You know, I, I, I and, and I'm not going to get into the old guard. I'm sure you've heard that too many years. Yeah. But, I've heard it a few few times. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I just I almost feel bad for people that have not listened because they have missed so much great music, and I personally think really for you guys since Dante since the Dante record till now is when you guys really seem to have found your groove as a band and have really not looked back. Do you? Do you have a point in in the time that you've been in the band that you look at and say, yeah, this is where everything gelled for us? Yeah, I mean, there were definitely uh, many of these moments. Um, I mean, it's really difficult when you have a member of the band leave. Um, then it's almost like starting over it in some aspects. But um, we really kept our heads up, and we were very fortunate to... Um, to, to meet Aloy Casagrange, who um, added so much to the band. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, like, these high points and low points. Um, I, I agree with Dante. It was definitely a high point. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, it was very difficult after that, after um, Igor leaving and then uh, finding a, a replacement, which was Jean Delabella. And uh, he was fantastic. And then I, I believe another high point was like on Kairos, 
Um, and then John Delabella left (laughs) and, um, Eloy entered. And so I think another high, I mean, there's also another high point I felt that was on uh, machine Messiah. And so, I mean, there's like these ups and downs. I mean, also for me, there's also the up of against Mm -hmm. really is where it all started for me, um, on this whole journey. So, um, it's been incredible. I think we learned so much from those downs and ups, you know, it really builds character, um, and it really put us to the test if we could really stay focused on creating music and creating, uh, music that's, uh, interesting to listen to. So I believe, you know, it's needed, you know, these ups and downs, you know, they're, they really build the character of the band. Sure. Now, 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 Derek, you, um, you know, you. I, I'm from Cleveland. I'm where obviously you you know this well, area very well. I, I noticed the two one six area code in your phone right. number there. Right. <laughs> so you know, you you grew up here, but yet joining a band like Sepultura, you you know, you almost had to become a world you know, a world renowned figure. I mean, Sepultura is more than anything is a worldly band more than just a popular band in America. I mean, it, 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 the, the depth of being in that band that has influenced so many people, you know, from, from impoverished nations and, you know, as well as just people that just love the tunes, you know, from here, how much do you feel you had to grow and learn as a musician coming from a, you know, a mid-sized middle America town to performing on such a large scale? Well, it's a great question. I, I felt that I really had to contribute and, and really open my mind a lot. I mean, it was already really very open to, to do um, anything uh, that was needed in order to really, um, do my my art you know to sing to play music it was always a dream of mine and that started in cleveland of course um without the help of like my parents and and friends and the support of people from cleveland then i wouldn't be here right now and so my parents allowing me to rehearse and in the basement and with friends of mine that i grew up with you know it it carries on with you you know these these little points in your life you know they can add to your character and and build up um who you can be and so those those uh roots those very starting points were so important um and and staying together um keeping myself together because i didn't realize how big sepultura was until i was able to travel and to see for myself actually what was going on around the world um, so, I mean, you can imagine that, you know, from an, an outsider's point of view and as a fan, because I was a fan before joining the band, um, I wasn't fanatical, but I was a mm-hmm. definite fan and, um, it was absolutely different once I was inside the band and I ended up moving to Brazil, um, spending, uh, 20 something years living there, learning the language and the culture. Um, it really, I became a part of, of that culture and 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 i felt very good and it was very inviting and um it was something that was such a learning experience it still is um and i definitely had to become very worldly and 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 very um 
I, I was always very curious to know about, you know, different places and traveling was something I always wanted to do. So it was very easy for me to adapt. And, um, and I loved that being able to adapt to uh, wherever we were going. Um, but music has an effect that's very opening and very honest. So going to many places around the world and, and feeling that warmth and being able to communicate uh, through our music, it was something uh, incredible that I that I never imagined. And, and it's still continuing. You know, sure. There's still goals and achievements that we want to achieve. Um, but but I, I definitely feel the responsibility for Cleveland, for, for Brazil, you know, to represent these places the best that I can that I can and um, I think you know fortunately I've been able to do that and, and always felt the positive feedback from that sure did I, I'm curious did you um, did you move to Brazil to fit better with the band or was it just a decision you made just because you know you you were traveling so much or or am I way off on all of that <laughs> well when I when I realized that I was in the band, we were, we immediately started touring. Um, and in the process of uh, doing a promotional tour, uh, I'd been to Amsterdam for my first time and um, I was mesmerized and I decided that I wanted to live there for a few years. So during that whole touring cycle, I was living in Amsterdam. Okay. And then after the touring cycle was over and it was time to write the next album, which would be Nation, um, I decided to move to Brazil um, because it was easier to work um, with the band and to create the music because we're writing it there in Sao Paulo. And um, and I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, I definitely miss living in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. It was an incredible experience, but I, I needed to be there for the writing process and the creating process of a new album. And I just ended up staying there. Um, so it was many years of being there. And I, I, I recently moved back to the U S probably about a year and a half ago. And now I live in Los Angeles. Okay. So, so really you, you are the world traveler. You've lived everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really uh, many places. I mean, Besides the Netherlands, and I, I also lived in uh, in Prague. I, I have a ten-year-old son who's uh, Czech and okay. American, and he lives in, and he was born in Prague. So I spent a lot of time there as well. So it's many uh, very unique places and different cultures, different language, everything. So. It's hard to say, you know, at times it's like, oh, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here. But, um, you know, I really love collecting, you know, all these memories. Sure. And uh, it really helps in so many ways of understanding uh, people and communicating. You realize how big this sounds when you when you think about most people around here think traveling from Parma to Akron is traveling, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which it is. You know, at times if you're really in a rush, you know, it can be frustrating, you know, sure. matter, no matter where you are. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, well, Derek, let's talk about Quadra, man, because it is it is quite the record. It's the thing that I I've been telling people most that have not heard the record yet, you know, trying to describe it is it is definitely not a single listen record. You guys have some single listen records, like, like, like 
like Alex to me was a single listen. You could hear it. You got it. It was heavy. It was in your face and it was a quick blast. This thing is all over the place. You know, there's, there's, there's old school sounds. There's stuff that sounds like it could have been on machine Messiah. There's so much instrumental interplay between the guys, you know, talk, talk a little bit about writing something like this. That is, you know, not that you guys have ever been short of diversity, but this has such diversity musically than pretty much anything that, that has the Sepultura name on it. Right. I, I, I agree. Um, the idea before going into the whole writing process was to, we thought of it in our mind as a two album uh, package. So you'd have a side A, B, C, and D. Right. And so each side we wanted to have a different type of sound, but using those elements from the passive sound. So a very chaotic, thrashy sound on side A has that those elements from a uh, simple tour of that thrash mm-hmm. style. Um, and then going with side B, we wanted more of a, a technical, a more rhythmical sound, maybe more of like a mixture of like roots and machine Messiah. And then we explored a little bit more of the instrumental side that you're saying. Um, that's always been a part of simple tour. And, but we took it a little bit further with this, um, just because I think we're also better musicians as we grow, as we grew as a band, we became better musicians. So, uh, becomes very intense, um, and, and, and very complex at times. And then the side, uh, like a side D was more of a, a, a melodic side. Um, a, cause there have always been elements of that in, within Sepultura when I joined the band and, uh, we wanted to push that further because even with machine, machine messiah, the starting track was, you know, singing, starting right. to sing. It was something very unexpected, I think, for us because we would we never imagined having that track run first. But once it was completed and we heard it, we were like, okay, this definitely uh, needs to start the album. Um, we got such really good feedback from from that and, and being able to click in uh, the melody and have it match up with the heaviness of the band. So this was something that we had been working on uh, and we're able to become more comfortable with that. So we wanted that on the a side, uh, you know, side mm. D. And so these were very conscious things before anything was even written that we wanted to do to have those layers of Sepultura that exist in the past, but also creating something very new and fresh with that. Is singing instead of you know the the screaming or the the growl vocals right. is that something that you that you personally would like to do more of because you've you you haven't done it often like like you said and right. and and like you said when when I first put on machine messiah I thought I, I thought I had the wrong disc you know I didn't even think it was you <laughs> you guys at all and but you do have that voice you have a voice that could work well with it and the way you guys fused it was really nice is it something that you personally like doing and would like to do more of uh absolutely i mean that was also a reason why the guys wanted chose me to be in the band um they wanted a person with diversity in their vocals um they told me a lot of the people that were auditioning for the band in the very beginning uh were trying to recreate what they had in the past Mm -hmm. um and, and try to recreate the old singer so with my demo, uh, it had a diversity of sounds where they were actually thinking about the future and what could be done, uh, what could change, uh, what can expand. 
And and for me, I, I became very comfortable uh, being in the band. Um, and I think we were having a better understanding of what we can do with that um, together, where it's actually a good mixture and not too too far off. Um, and so I, it's something that you know can happen uh, again uh, in the future. But like I was saying, um, it was such great feedback from people uh, wanting to hear that diversity in vocals or enjoying that. Um, and, and for myself, you know, it's something that came very natural. It's something I've always done is sing. Um, and it's great to be able to do that with Sepultura. I've done other projects singing. Right. Um, so it's great to be able to use that, you know, in a way that it fits uh, well. Sure. Now, now, Derek, you um on this record, on this release, I guess it's not a record anymore, but mm-hmm. on this release, <laughs> we'll have records, so yeah, right. I still call it records <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, well, on this one, you you worked with um Jens Bogren on you know in the development of the sound. What did he bring to the table that you know helped develop helped you guys focus in, especially with with the wide array of songs that you wrote for this release. Well, with the ends, I mean, we wanted to work with them a second time because we felt so uh, connected with them, um, and he felt connected with us as well. Um, he has a fantastic ear for music. Um, that is another reason wanting to work with them again, and he's uh, he has very um, good work, a very good work ethic. Um, he cares about his work. He loves his work, um, and he really knows what he's talking about when he's giving criticism. There's a reason behind that and he can explain why. Um, and this is, is really positive, you know, when it comes to, uh, wanting to do your best and, and, and hearing feedback. Um, what he did bring to the table is the fact that, uh, his attentiveness of being able to hear the demo. And when we arrived in Sweden, having a list of ideas for songs, as far as, the direction um, of certain songs that might have seemed a little confusing. And he explained uh, his reasoning for wanting to move certain things around. Um, he was also hearing certain parts to that could be brought up. And, and his ideas of bringing it up are or, uh, orchestra-type parts, which we had in mind, but the placement of those. And also the idea of uh, the choir that was used throughout the album. Um, and, and we definitely wanted to have those types of sounds. It's just a matter of where to put that. Um, and he was great in helping in the placement of that and also coming up with the actual choir, a real choir, because we didn't want to use anything false um, right. with that. So he, there was a church choir within his city that was we were able to, to use. And um, he brought up the idea of wanting to do uh, having them sing in Latin. So there was a lot of terminology uh, that we use um, with the mixture of the lyrics to look up terms in Latin. Then I had to do an entire um, singing backtrack for the choir to, to, to follow. And then, so it was really intense. You know, he brought all these ideas on top of what was already written sure everything just bigger and stronger um and he's there for you know the sloppiest you know from demo stuff but he was very uh not as strict on this recording process he definitely felt that 
he wanted our, our natural ability of playing um, and all those little nuances to go along with it, to be loose and to, to be open. And um, and so it just made for a, a fantastic sound in the end. Sure. Well, it definitely did. And, you know, people are going to people here in the U.S. as well as overseas, I guess, overseas for me anyway, are, are going <laughs> to get their chance to to see this. You've got an exciting U.S. tour starting pretty soon with Sacred Reich and Crowbar, as well as then you guys are doing the, the festivals, it looks like in the in the summer. I'm curious for you. Um, you know, after doing this for so many years now, is there a different energy for for you guys, not just yourself, but for Sepultura, when you play shows with the classic bands like a Sacred Reich or a Crowbar versus the hot bands of of the moment? You know, you've obviously played with both sets, and is there a different energy that comes from the older school shows versus the shows that have the more modern, newer bands on them? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, we're friends with a lot of the older bands in this, of course, Sacred Rite and uh, Crowbar. Uh, we're very good friends with and we've toured with in the past. So it's a, a great energy, you know, a very positive energy and, and a love, you know, of, of, the, of why you're there. You know, it, it's like you have a better understanding. Um, and so it's it, it, it's extreme amount of fun. And um, and it's great seeing your friends play on stage. Um, so challenging as well. It's very hot. Playing very well. Um, you know, it becomes very challenging with one appeal to that crowd, maybe a younger crowd. Uh, and you just really want to play best in both scenarios. Because you're playing in front of new, fresh people, also you're playing in front of your peers, or also kicking ass. Um, and both uh, Delusia? in the end, you know, the same the vibe is to really do your best, you know, right. to, to put everything that you have on that stage. No, no question, man. Well, um. Well, Derek, you are obviously going to be very busy with uh, the new record. It is called uh, Quadra. It is when is it out exactly? It's out February seventh. February seventh. So, so a couple of weeks, and and everybody can get it. And um, Derek, as a tradition on the show, we always let the artist pick a closing track from the from the new release, and maybe tell us a quick story about it to wrap this one up. So, what would you like to uh, like us to play? All right, I would love for you guys to play Guardians of Earth. Uh, I wrote this song about the indigenous people that are living within the Amazon who are being attacked, and they need a voice to be heard because they're it's a lawless place. Um, it's difficult to maintain the laws of people invading the land, destroying the land, um, and just for people to have a better understanding that part of the problem is from our desires and, and, and what we're doing as well. The things that we're purchasing, the things that we're buying have an effect and how we're all connected. And also that this type of, of recklessness that's going on, uh, it's something that needs to be changed. And so I wanted to write a song as a voice for those people there. Um, and they, I've always felt that they are the guardians of earth. They're guarding the the 
the way of life as far as nature and that understanding and we can learn a lot uh from them and from actual nature itself so uh, it's it's important for this to be preserved and for people to really know what's happening there to even question that to even do their own research about what's going on so i wanted to write this song guardians of earth all right well let's check it out right now it is guardians of earth it is sepultura right here on your classic metal show today banks are expected to be more open but they're also expected to be more secure how do you do both ibm has designed the first financial services ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds it's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance protect data privacy and speed up innovation so banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. 